Morning, Chris. Morning, Jess. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, we are going to talk about um, mistakes I've made trying to interpret the Bible. Oh. <laughs> so that's going to be our topic today. So yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> it's gonna be a long one. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Uh, but before that, um, I brought a mistake. Snack. Yeah, let's make another mistake and like what we're gonna and eat drink today. This strange-looking thing. Yeah, so the thing is, um, for those who don't know, I work at a hospital, and man, have I seen some weird food in there. And I'm like, this would be perfect for the podcast. Yeah. Um, so today, we've got peanut punch. Now, you heard that right, everyone. Peanut punch. It's a little... Uh, like juice box, yeah. But it's got peanuts on the cover, and yeah. It's juice made of peanuts, and it looks gross. It and it looks, says yeah, it really like doesn't look good. <laughs> this authentic Caribbean thing. Yeah. Um, the ingredients are basically water, peanut butter, and sugar. Um, I like peanut butter, but not in juice form. So yeah. I'm scared. I mean, I've had it in smoothies, but you can't really taste it. In exactly. You more taste the banana and everything else. <laughs> I'm curious if you are Caribbean and uh, you you can authenticate whether this is something that <laughs> Caribbean people actually drink or not. I, don't I would know. love to hear about. I don't it. know. I was telling Chris before, like we should just add rum to this, and <laughs> it won't be a mistake. It is morning time. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, this is um, peanut punch. Let's give it a try. Let's try some peanut punch. Mm. It's it creamy. Oh man, it's thick. I feel like I've had this. Oh, it's really peanutty. Mm. It's not bad. But it's too sweet. It's almost like a milkshake. Yeah, it like a like, sweet, like a sweet peanut, like a milkshake. Oh, la, la, la. Like very, do you find it's a little bit salty too? No? Not really. Like a little peanutty, but very sweet, almost too. Yeah, it's not great. You know what it reminds <laughs> me of? I went to Chicago many years ago now, like eight years ago, uh, and there's this uh, milkshake place, I think it's called Sonic. Okay. Um, maybe maybe I'm wrong about that, but you can order from these like dozens of kinds of milkshake they have, and the one that they had on the menu was a peanut butter and bacon milkshake. No, stop. Yeah. And I was like, if I'm here, I might as well go all the way. <laughs> and so I ordered it, and it was so thick, you couldn't suck it with a straw. You had to eat it with a spoon. That's not normal. Uh, and it, I don't remember if it was very good or not. I think it was fine, but I couldn't finish it. It was like just typically like way too big and yeah. way too rich. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think it tasted bad. But it, yeah, I think it reminds me, that this reminds me of that. So do you like this or? I don't like it honestly. Like it's not what I would want to drink. Um, exactly. It's not bad though. Like I think some people would really like it. It's not like it's not. I was expecting something watery, I guess. Yeah, and it's The fact not. that it's creamy, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm alright with it then. Okay. okay. Yeah, because yeah. watery peanut butter kind of grossed me out, but it's more just creamy. So yeah. that's okay. Mm. Tastes like a milkshake. Tastes peanut like butter a, milkshake a peanut butter milkshake. Peanut butter milkshake, so yeah. that's what we've had. If that sounds good to you, then go to the hospital, <laughs> <laughs> seek out the Caribbean <laughs> nurse or something, and she will point you in the right direction. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's great. Um, yeah, so today, um, now that we've had our snack, I wanted to chat about different mistakes we can make um, when we come to certain like popular Bible verses. Like, there's these certain Bible verses that everyone knows, and I think like we make a lot of mistakes in what we think those verses actually mean. 
Um, but yeah, to start us off, I want to talk about why we don't always understand the Bible and like to point out two examples. Um, but then also talk about like how a deeper awareness of the gospel can help us when we kind of aren't sure about certain Bible passages. Um, but I mean, to I won't go into it too much, but I think one of the reasons for there's a lot of reasons why I like don't understand fully the Bible. Um, I think one of them can be just like your upbringing or like your church culture. If you did grow up in that or like wherever you're at right now, like, I don't know, like churches are run by Jesus. Like he's at the center of it, but we're still like people at the end of the day. And sometimes, yeah, we do, we can learn like certain practices in the church that like actually aren't in line with scripture. So then we'll come to a verse and we'll be like, oh, but my pastor or whatever says this means this, but it's not always hundred percent true. Mm -hmm. I know for me, when I was growing up, like, um, in our youth group, man, this was years ago, in our youth group, people were always like, okay, so read this passage and figure out, like, what does it mean to you? What does it mean to you? What does it mean to you? And I'm like, it makes sense that you would tell that to someone who's, like, a teenager, but at the same time, the Bible isn't about me. So that's not, like, the primary question I need to be. You're right. It's not the one that you really should be focusing on. Yeah. What does this mean to me? Yeah, exactly. The Bible wasn't written... To just you. Exactly. That's not a good interpretive tool. Exactly, exactly. So I think that's one of the mistakes that I've made. What's Um, a better question then? What... Honestly, yeah, no, like, what's going on here? Like, that would be a better question to ask. Like, get yourself out of there. Like, when when you're here, like, what exactly is going on? Who's talking? Yeah, 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 exactly. Who's in the center of the picture? Exactly. It's God. It's Jesus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, I think also another mistake I've made. Oh, and is that like we come to scripture with our own assumptions, our own ideas, and the whole reason we have this podcast is to like kind of question these ideas, these preconceived ideas we have Mm -hmm. um one thing that's interesting sometimes also it's not the right timing in the sense that like there's this story i can think of when the disciples like jesus told them like a million times hey i'm gonna die i'm gonna come back to life and then he died and they were like what's going on and so after when he came back to life is when they understood things and i'm like Mm -hmm. i wonder if that can sort of be something that happens to us too that like we understand certain truths about christ like at a certain time but sometimes we'll read a passage we don't get it but then we come back to it after like maybe a certain experience and like the holy spirit works in us differently i think like that's yeah i can think of some passages that like i read differently now than i did like a while back mm-hmm. um and then we sort of touched on this one before but when you're unfamiliar with like the context like the bible wasn't written to you and like there's a whole other um historical context going on you know yeah. um the tim Mackey usually says like when you're mm-hmm. reading the bible you are literally traveling to like through a time machine to like 2000 years ago to a people who did not have your language did not have like your daily routine or whatever and things yeah. were like totally different back then so of course it's going to be hard to yeah. understand i mean at the end of the day it is also a book mm-hmm. you know on top of everything else it is and the way that you would need to un- interpret a book you need to think about that in terms of the bible yeah find an ancient document from a foreign culture written in a foreign language you know there's a lot of academic work that goes into really understanding what that's all about and we we are blessed by the amazing work done by a lot of very faithful translators Mm. who have done a great job of like modernizing and contextualizing the language Uh, but that doesn't take away a lot of the work that needs to be done and reading the research that's out there to try Mm -hmm. to understand 
Mm -hmm. What did it mean to the people to whom it was written? Because exactly. It doesn't mean something different to us today. Yeah. We shouldn't think about it that way. Yeah, yeah. But we do, and so sometimes we make yeah, mistakes. We're just, <laughs> we're just lazy. Google's too hard. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think the last reason that I could identify um, is that sometimes I don't allow for mystery when I read mm. the Bible. And what I mean by that is, like, yes, I need to. Um, stop being lazy and do the research but sometimes even after you do that there's still going to be some questions that I have that aren't like completely answered and I think it's okay for that and I was yeah. listening to um, just someone online that I've been following for a few years and he was saying that you know there was a few years ago like he would read a passage and he was like this means this this and this and like now a few years down the road he's like you know I'm not sure about this issue anymore and so I think it's okay to do your best to read the Bible faithfully and do your research, but to allow that um, God is a person and you want to get to know him and you don't mm -hmm. get to know someone in like five minutes of, or even yeah. an hour of like studying them, you know, it takes time. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would totally agree with that. There were definitely some things that I had big problems with early on in my faith, mm -hmm. certain attributes of God, which I didn't agree with, or certain teaching of scripture, which offended yeah. me. Yeah. And I think some of them, got resolved because I really began to understand, oh, that I'm wrong and this okay. is right. Okay. But some of them got resolved because I was sort of, I would think and think and think and then realize, you know what, I may never understand this, yeah, but I yeah. know enough about God and I know enough about Jesus to say, I trust him. Mm -hmm. And even if I don't mm -hmm. understand everything he says and everything that he has done, I know enough to know that I can trust him and that ultimately I do think that the answer will come one day mm. and in the meantime I'm content to wait mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and I think that's quite that's a good place to come to when you consider that we're talking about a, you know we're relating to a being who has will and has character and has a mind and an intention and just like a real relationship yeah those things we, are complex it's complex we don't know everything mm -hmm. and also we have very small minds and it's a very long history that's unfolding uh, and there's a lot of it that we just won't really ever understand. Yeah, yeah. We know enough. I think a good thing that I have come to say when people talk about, like, oh, you know, what is the Bible there for? I always use the word sufficient. Okay. The Bible is sufficient in telling us how to come about salvation. It's sufficient in telling us what we need to know about God. And, and it's true, like, genuinely telling us true things about God. And what it's telling us is sufficient for us to know God relate to him rightly and, and kind of experience salvation, but it's not all-encompassing. There's a true. difference between sufficient and exhaustive. Okay. The Bible doesn't tell us everything, and mm -hmm. it probably couldn't. Mm -hmm. We couldn't even know it. <laughs> so I think it's always sufficient, but those where that there's a mystery beyond that sufficiency that we mm -hmm. have to be okay with. Yeah, we have to be okay with and not be ashamed to say, like, hey, like this isn't exhaustive, there are some things I don't know, yeah. but I still want to learn to trust God, so... Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With all that being said, I thought I could take examples of like two verses that I've definitely misunderstood in the past. Yeah. Um, one of them is Philippians. Where is it? Okay, Philippians 4, verse 10 to 13. That's like kind of the area that we're in. But the, the most um, well-known part of that passage is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, I actually have a great early memory about that verse. Yeah. Before I was a Christian, I was friends with a Christian, um, which actually is a great 
segue into an evangelism podcast we should try one day but, <laughs> sure because <laughs> um, he actually helped me become a christian but nice. i remember in his bedroom he had one of those motivational posters that okay. were very co- popular during sort of the early 2000s okay. which is when the story is set so and he had this big old pic poster on his wall of a person doing the high jump yeah you know where it's like sort of leaning Man, I've seen that poster. Over, <laughs> over this thing and he's just making it over the line uh, and so he's he's succeeding you know yeah. he's doing it and yeah. right next to it I didn't know what it was but I remember the quote was I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me yeah and then it, I think it must have said Philippians 4:13 underneath right. and I remember that <laughs> I that's know how it's used so often, right? Yeah, yeah. I know someone who was an athlete who was telling me, like, for football, like, they would all, because, you know, before the game, they're all mm-hmm. believers, right? So they yeah. would all, like, say this phrase over and over, I can do all things, I can do all things. And it's like, but the other team is saying that too, you know? <laughs> they, they think they're going to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think, like, with those, it shows that, like, we use that verse as, like, hey, I can do this. Like, yeah. you know, whatever's ahead of me, like, I can totally conquer that. Um, I, yeah. I'm about to do this, you know, because Christ is with me. And I'm like, I'm glad you have that kind of confidence, but <laughs> hold on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is, like, an example of us coming to the Bible with, like, preconceived ideas. Um, what I like about this whole letter, because um, Philippians is like a letter that Paul wrote to his friends, mm-hmm. and he wrote a bunch of letters, and I think one pattern that you see in a lot of his letters is like, I think it's like uh, understood as like cause and effect. Like he starts off his a lot of his letters, maybe not all, but by talking about like, okay, what is the gospel? What did Jesus come to do? Um, why is his death and his resurrection such a big deal? And then the effect is, well, the effect of Jesus doing all of that, it can have a pretty um, powerful effect on the believer's life. Sure. And so in that passage in Philippians 4, 10 to 13, it's really a cause and effect thing where he's like, you know, I've learned because of what Christ has done, I've learned to be content whether I'm like poor or in need. I've learned whether I'm suffering or like I'm in like good health and everything. I've mm-hmm. learned that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens you me. You should probably read it. I should read it, right? <laughs> Love me. Where's Philippians? Um... If I find it before you, you're a better Christian than me. Uh, no, you're not. Okay. <laughs> I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in and any in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Um, and so, yeah, uh, he's talking about, like, in verse 10, his friend renewing their concern for me. What's happening is, like, I think Paul was in prison, um, which isn't a happy place to be. But, like, he's in prison. His friends are like, oh, my goodness, what's going on? And I think they sent a gift to him yeah, or something. Yeah, they sent him some money. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, man, guys, it's really nice that you guys are doing this for me. But I'm actually doing okay because I have learned to be content whatever their circumstances. Yeah. We go early on in the letter. He um, He tells a bit more. I think it's in chapter two where he tells a bit more about, like, okay, Christ is God, and he gave up his position, well, not, not gave up his position, but, like, became human, and, like, died on the cross, and, like, raised to life, and all of that, and now the effect of that cause is that I can do all things, whether I'm in plenty, or whether I'm in want, whether I'm well-fed, or whether I'm hungry, yeah. the difference is, now that I know Christ, I can 
um, go through these circumstances uh, mm. with a certain peace, with a certain contentment. So that's what that verse means. So. Yeah, I think it's a, if you want to just keep it succinct, it might be more accurate to change the word do to bear, like mm. I can bear all things through yeah. Christ who strengthens me, yeah. or I can, uh, yeah, I can withstand all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. It is really about being able to go through any kind of season of life and not be uh, undone by it. And it's interesting because there's two opposite uh, threats in life. There's the threat of being, you know, impoverished yeah. and being yeah. like da in danger because of that. But there's also the threat of uh, having too much mm. and allowing that too much to kind of pull your focus and, and lead you astray. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And so Christ ought to give you what it takes to be able to bear both, to not become so caught up in your poverty that you sin, right. or so caught up in your abundance that you forget God and therefore sin. Exactly. You know? Yeah, that's exactly what he's talking about. He's yeah. talking like being hungry or well-fed, like one extreme or the other. Mm -hmm. I can bear either one of those well because of the difference that Christ makes, you know, yeah. the gospel. because there's traps in either one of them. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. For sure. So, yeah. And I think that having this awareness of the gospel is going to help us for the next verse. Yes. Um, the next verse is in Psalm 37. I believe it's... Should I... Yeah, I'm going to look for it. I can read it if you want. Yeah, sure. You'd be the best Christian. <laughs> you be Don't the you love it when you do that? You open your Bible and the page you open it on <laughs> is the page you need. That's like spirit That's guided. That's extra blessed. Y'all, curses of the spirit today. Me, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> what verse is it? Uh, is it verse 12? I don't know. You, you know. tell me. You, I told you this before. Um, the one that says, just delight in the Lord. Is it? I'm oh, sure. Yeah, I got it. Verse okay. 4. Psalm 37, verse 4. Let's go. Leading me astray, Jess. <laughs> delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> here's one of those. Let's, this is one of those verses that makes me mad <laughs> because oh. it's like. No, no, it's no. not. It's not what you think. The Bible is wrong, Jess. No, that's not what I mean. I mean that um, <laughs> if we go back to the mistakes we made before, is that mm. for this one, I'm coming to the Bible with this idea, this preconceived idea. You know, I'm coming yes. to this and I'm like, what do I need to do to make God do whatever I want him to do? Yeah. Okay, I have to be a good Christian and follow the rules and like delight in him, whatever that means. Sure, I'll do that. I'll be a good Christian and God will just give me the desires of my heart. Yeah. And all will be well with me. And I'm like, mm, that's not exactly how it works. Yeah, treating him like he's a means to an end. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And I have a good example of that. Like, I think that um, the way... Once, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, and if not, you're lying. But I think that <laughs> when it comes to singleness, a lot of people are like, you know, if you want to have to, to be in a relationship or whatever, then just make God the delight of your heart and just always be happy in him and don't worry about anything else. Then he'll send you like a super cool husband and you'll never have any problems again. And they point to that verse and I'm like, um, actually, no, <laughs> that's not how it works all the time, you know? Or like... Uh Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added. And everything's going to go well with you. Yeah. Um, but then again, if we go back to what Paul was saying before, well, actually, there are seasons when you're not like in plenty, you're in need, you know? There yeah. are, and so it's like, how do I bear those things? Um, and just like one question I want to ask too is that, 
yeah, we, we come to this first with this idea of, okay, I want to have X, so what is it that I need to do? I need to delight in God. But then think about how you would feel if someone was spending time with you just because they wanted to get something from you. you yeah. Know? Like that's... Dirty. Yeah, you wouldn't feel great about that. Uh-huh. So it's like, how do you think God feels? Like he's... he's yeah, I don't think he's fooled by it. Exactly. No, for sure. For yeah. sure. Um, and so There's I no, think... like... Sorry. There's no uh, easy way around this verse. Mm. Like, you can't fake it in God's sight. Like, if you really exactly. want to do this, delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Okay, if if you are trying to use God to get what you really want, mm. then you're not yet delighting yourself. You're in missing the, Lord. the whole point. Yeah, <laughs> and I've been there. <laughs> as long as there's that sense of like. I will follow God if whatever's after the if is your real God. Exactly. It's what you're really yeah. looking for for salvation and identity in yeah. this life. Exactly. It's not Him. Mm-hmm. So you're not yet delighting yourself in the Lord if you're still only after that ultimate thing that you mm-hmm. want more than Him. Mm-hmm. But I think it's tricky. T- the another thing that makes this verse, why I'm so angry about this verse, is because okay. at the same time, I've made the mistake of going to the other extreme and be like, well, God doesn't care about any of the desires of my heart. And True. like, he, <laughs> you know, he doesn't want me to have this job or to be happy yeah. or to have this or that. And like, I think that's unhelpful too, because mm-hmm. like God does care about our hopes and our dreams. Um, and I think it's important to have that balance between the two. Um, but what I've been learning slowly is that, like, okay, let's go back to what the whole Bible is about, which is, you know, knowing Christ. Like, a, a lot of passages do point to Christ as a person. And, okay, Paul told us before that, like, knowing about um, Christ's sufficiency and, like, what he did on the cross and his resurrection, that can help us bear different things, right? So then when I come to a verse like this that's really complicated, I can be like... Hold on, I wrote it down. And it's actually... This is what helps me, is to think about if the gospel is really, is real, and if Jesus' death is a historical fact that can have a powerful effect on my life 2,000 years later, then how should I deal with unfulfilled desires? When I come to parts of the Bible that are hard to understand, like for example, this one where, you know, I'm trying to delight in God, it's not working, um, it seems that he doesn't care about my hopes and dreams. Okay, but at the back of my mind, like Christ is a real person. So how do I, how do I bear that pain? Or how do I bear that disappointment? That's something that, um, that's just a question that I bring when I read a verse like that. Um, And so sadly, I don't have the perfect interpretation of that verse, but this is just, it goes back to what we said before too, of like, we need to allow mystery a little bit in like when we're reading the Bible. And so that can help when we come with questions. And this is one question that I bring when I'm like reading that kind of passage. So, yeah, Yeah, it probably is one of those things of, we don't allow, we don't allow the full spectrum of sort of time to, to really be present in our mind and think like I want this now yeah. and what I want is definitely what's right for me Yeah. Um, so we kind of put our current feelings and current perspective as the ultimate guide of truth mm-hmm. in our life oh yeah and so if God is not fulfilling my desires now it must be because he doesn't care about those desires mm-hmm. whereas quite often either God is going to fulfill that desire in a way that is going to honor him mm-hmm. rather than a way that won't honor him mm-hmm. or he isn't going to honor that because it's not 
right for you at the end of the day. Exactly. Or it just could be wait. Mm -hmm. Don't worry. That's the most annoying one, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it can be annoying for sure. But when I think about the way that prayer works or the desires of my heart, and I'm grateful for a lot of the times God said no, mm. because I realized if he had said yes, it probably would have ruined my life mm-hmm. in one way or another. Like things mm-hmm. I wanted, and I really genuinely wanted them, and and then they were not the right, they weren't the right thing for me. Mm-hmm. So let's say there's a percentage. Like let's say when I was a teenager, it was like 50% of what I prayed for was probably a bad idea. <laughs> and then you know I get older and wiser in my 20s, and I'm like, well, then it's like maybe 30%. Yeah. Well, what is it today? Because it's some percentage, right? Right. It's some right. percentage of what I'm praying for that is probably not a good idea. You mentioned that last time, and that's a good thought experiment for me to get into. Like, what am I praying for that's actually not not so great? You know, I'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll definitely find out. But yeah, yeah, it's an interesting thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the idea of delighting in God, I think, is it, it kind of, you know, they, uh, <laughs> they I have a, a pastor that I, I, of a church I used to go to who used to say, um, God actually wants to give you everything you want, but he, he, before he does that, he wants to change what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a good rule of thumb to think about, it's like, God is interested in our in our life. He is interested yeah. in our happiness. He's yeah. interested in our desires. Uh, but it's we cannot think that all our desires are good and God mm. honoring. Mm-hmm. So His primary motive, His primary objective, or sorry, I should say His ultimate objective is actually yeah to give us a life that will be ultimately satisfying. I think in the scope of eternity. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, his work in getting us to that place will be to change our desires sometimes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we, what we desire isn't right for us or it's sinful or it's um, going to be found better in Him right. than in any other thing in this world. Right, exactly. And um, it goes back to learning to trust Him. Like, even if we don't have all the answers, yeah, but how come you won't do that? But it's like, I still have in you what's sufficient to learn yeah. to trust you in that. So. Well, the next verse, verse 5, commit your ways to the Lord trust in him mm. and he will act mm-hmm. prayer is not sort of coming to god and saying uh, please give me all these things yeah prayer is bringing your concerns to god leaving them with god and trusting him that he will act in a way that he seems right exactly and then yeah. you go and that's yeah. what puts keeps him as god and you as subject rather than the other way around where you become the subject you become God and he becomes the subject to judge his actions by mm-hmm. yeah we do that a lot we're like well God isn't doing this so this must mean that God isn't good or God doesn't care but it's like yeah. well we don't want to be in that position we kind of want to switch the rules around and like commit our thoughts our hopes our dreams to yeah. him and like let him do what he thinks is best and what's ultimately will be best for us yeah. too so. I appreciate what you said it doesn't mean that we should rob or like sort of take away any sense of expectancy out of our prayer Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. oh well I just won't pray for anything because that's not what God cares about (laughs) bring it to God and have an expectation that he will act yeah Um, continue to do it like we are called to be basically shameless before God Mm. being saying God I want this I want this I want this um He's okay with that, yeah. as long as we we continue to trust him. Yeah, he's going to act in the way that he thinks is right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, those are two verses um, that I've th- certainly had trouble interpreting in the past, but um, it's been interesting to think about why, 
And it's been interesting to think about, okay, well, what is God doing in my heart, like, as I wrestle with these verses? You know, he's teaching mm. me to bear things through Christ, and he's teaching me to trust him, ultimately. Yeah. So, yeah. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing with us today. Yeah, yes. it's a pleasure. Sorry I made you have something that wasn't too great, but... Uh, it's all right. <laughs> it's hospital food. It's, it, <laughs> it is, is what it is. It is hospital food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks to our listeners for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, there's always an email in the show notes. Um, so, you know, let us know how you're doing. Let us know what questions you have. Yeah. Take care, guys. Bye for now. See you next time. Bye.